Welcome, dear friends, to Kardec Radio at 11 p.m. Nourishing our souls with the spirit of truth. What a joy. The spirit of truth is this phenomenal book by several spirit authors through two mediums, Chico Xavier and Valdo Vieira. And here we have this amazing book, redefining the way we feel about ourselves, the way we do our things in our everyday life, because when truth comes, we feel differently, don't we? Mm -hmm. It sets us free. Jesus said it. Today, we're going to talk about the process of acquiring new habits, education. Education is not the thing just going to school. It's about immortal learning. You and I learn as we go, no matter if we're young or old, because at the end of the day, we're millennial spirits. So do you feel yourself open to learning new things every day? That excitement about life, there's always something new to learn. There's always a new app, there's always a new website, new things that people are inventing and creating, and this is so exciting. Now imagine about immortality, knowing that we're going to learn something new. But in a reincarnation, the first phase of our lives at, in childhood is very, very important. Let us begin from the beginning. Today, Andra Luis, he is here with us. What a pleasure. He's smiling at us. And smiling to all of us, not at us, to all of us, he is sharing wisdom. And he's inspired in a particular message of the gospel according to Spiritism. It's chapter 8. Blessed are the pure of heart. Item three, let the children come. Kardec says, since the spirit of a child has already lived before, oh, sorry. Uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. He, it's item four. I was correct, yeah. Since the spirit of a child has already lived before, why does it not show from birth what it really is? Everything is wise in God's work. Children have need of sensitive care, which only a mother's tenderness can give them, and this tenderness increases with their frailty and innocence. To a mother, her child is always an angel, and it has to be that way in order to capture her concern. She would not have the same care toward her child if, instead of innocent charm, she found behind her child's infantile features, a virile character, and adult thoughts, and she would care even less if she knew about the child's past. So he goes on and on, Kardec, and says, thus the spirit wears the tunic of innocence for a while, and Jesus is correct when, notwithstanding the souls of previous lives, he uses the child as the symbol of purity and simplicity. So, when you and I were children, 
we displayed innocence because the physical body was maturing and the spirit was, let's say, had the archives compressed. As we grow, it expands, the pair spirit expands, some files open. And that's why we start seeing things we haven't seen before. That's why education is so important. And Andrea Lewis today redefines education for us. I don't think I've ever read, besides Kardec, anything so revolutionary. Because in the Spirit's book by Kardec, when you study the law of work, which, by the way, is the second most important law of the universe. First is the law of worship. God is the center of everything, of everything we do. This is not fanaticism. It's actually a way to love God and worship God, which is a law. It's a must for us. But then soon after we recognize that God is the center of the universe. Work, being useful, being a co-creator becomes the second most important thing. And in that law of work described in the Spirit's book in its third part, chapter three of the third part of the Spirit's book, Kardec makes a comment that sets new grounds for education. He says that education is the acquisition of new habits, but it's not about instruction, it's beyond it. It's acquiring new habits for the immortal soul. And Andrea Lewis, the author of the book Nosolar, The Messengers, Missionaries of the Light, Liberation Between Heaven and Earth, and so many others, talks to us today about a new way of feeling, education. He says, love is the basis of teaching. Teacher and student, mutual cooperation. Self-improvement will always be spontaneous. Excessive discipline, path of violence. Constructive curiosity helps learning. Idle inquiry, sick doubt. Selfishness in the soul generates fear and, and insecurity. The gospel in the heart generates courage in the conscience. Each individual is a particular world of work and experience. There is no forced compulsory vocation. Every class must be born of feeling. Automation in instruction is ice in the idea. Real education does not reward, neither punish. The instructor's initial lesson involves the learner's personal responsibility. Deviations from childhood and youth reflect the deviations from maturity. Student performance, teacher, teacher efficiency. Maternity and paternity are sublime magistrate. Home is the first school. Parents, the first teachers. First day of life, child's first class. Parents and educators, if the home should be 
interweaved with, with school, the, home, the worship of the gospel at home must join the material taught in class, elevating the mind in transit to the higher spheres of life. Today, we're going to start analyzing from the bottom of the message up. Because here he says, who is in charge of education? The school? No, our home. So before anybody is a parent or a grandparent, they are being asked to be educators. To biologically sustain a life is kind of easy, but to educate the immortal soul, very demanding. As a scholar in spiritism said, very sacrificial. And it has to be that way. So parents and educators, this message is for you. But Vanessa, I'm not a parent, but you are an educator. And it's important that school and home be collaborators with enlightening the mind to higher spheres. So now he says maternity and paternity are sublime. It's a sublime mission. The first day of our reincarnation is the first day in school of Oh, Vanessa, I know that. But let me share something with you. How often we parents and educators, we look at a child of ours or others and we feel, oh, I'm so sorry that they are born in such conditions. I'm so sorry that they are parents. Feeling compassion and bringing relief is great. But we need to, I remember the president of a spiritist center in Brazil saying, she was very strong, Maria Emilia. She said, we can't feel pity for people. Because when we do, we think that God doesn't know any better. And who are we to doubt God's designs? If that person is in that scenario, it's the best scenario for them, though we're always being asked to bring relief and feel compassion. Not feel sorry for the person. So our child of ours, let's say they have a problem or, you know, sometimes they have a, a father or a mother that is not very well in their minds. And we're like, oh, poor them, poor them, poor them, why? Do you think they would be reincarnating their family without having anything to do with the dynamics of their family? No. So we need to look at them and say, well, you belong to this scenario. You have something to do with it. You're here to help and also to learn. I trust the divine in you. So this is the statement. Seeing the divine in that child and believing in that divine that is capable of being resilient, of enduring. We're not sorry for the children who are going through this or, or youth during this time. It's a blessing. 
Because right now we're being asked to be more disciplined because you're not gonna learn well, whether in the hybrid system or the Zoom sister system in school, we're not gonna learn it just like that. Discipline. There are parents who are like, oh, I wish they didn't have to go to school. I know it would be easier for us, but think for a child. The challenges of every day are preparing them for the long run. When I see parents trying to teach their children to take shortcuts in life, always the easy way, you're not helping your child. The best way to help our child is to encourage them to, do, to face the challenges, the tough problems in life, and to be resilient, to endure. That's why we can't have parents who are entertainers. Nowadays, I would say, parents think that they need to entertain their children. They need to make life so exciting for them. It's a lot about vanity. It's a very narcissistic on us to be the cool parent and to say, oh, they are always going to think that life with me was great because I am a fun mom because... That's very narcissistic. We're not here for that job. Neither as teachers. Oh, the cool teacher. The cool teacher is the one that educates and is friendly and kind. Not the one that takes shortcuts as well and teaches ch children to take shortcuts. The worst thing we can give to our children is the recommendation to always be smart, take shortcuts, don't make effort, because life in evolution, says Andrea Lewis in another book, Evolution into Worlds, we learn and condition is through effort and repetition. So when parents and educators, especially parents, teach their children to take the easy route, to relax too much, oh, play is so much important. No, school is fun. School is the best place for us. When they grow up, they're going to be those adults who are not going to like work, are going to go to work and dreaming about the weekend. They're going to be terrible professionals. And if they are good professionals, they're they not going to excel. Because you only excel when you put your heart into this. School is work for children. They need to go and know that it's beyond just learning. It's about being. It's about respecting the teacher, helping the teacher, understanding your classmates and helping your classmates, not only you. We can't send our children to school and say, take care of yourself. Say, no, no. Be fully aware of the environment and how you can be of help. How you can be that child that doesn't overload the, the, the teacher. How you can be that child that is sending good energies as well with your thoughts, with your feelings. We don't teach our children that. What do we teach? Go, go to school. Yeah, I know it's boring. Snow day, yay. Say, oh, I'm so sorry, snow day. It's great, but at the same time, no learning that day. The time is a concession of God. Emmanuel told us here, wall of time. What we do with the narrow door. Planning wisely our minutes. 
Our child needs to learn through reading, through new experiences. Yes, playing, they learn, but they can't be like wild animals on the loose doing whatever they like all day long. But Vanessa, they're just children. Let them be. When they are adults, no. You don't teach an adult to be resilient and endure if you spend your childhood in the playground. It's very serious. When I see the new generation, the millennials and others, no wonder anxiety and depression are just around the corner. Why? Because we shield them from facing the challenges. We spoon feed them. That's not real education. He says here, the instructor's initial lesson involves the learner's personal responsibility. So we need to empower our children to say, think what you're doing with your time. What you're playing, is it constructive or destructive? However you maximize your time by acquiring new knowledge, new experiences that are healthy, it is going to lead us into the good direction. So you need to take responsibility. We need to boost the maturation of that spirit by boosting their discernment. It takes a lot of work. If they do well, as Indra Louis says, the teacher made a good job. So he's saying, we, we, we can't allow that soul to be selfish because selfishness in the soul generates fear and insecurity. This is amazing because how many of us feel fear and insecurities? It's a sign that our selfishness is too high because if you, and you may be asked, how, Vanessa? Well, remember question and answer in the Spirit's book by Kardec. When he says, what can we do to be less susceptible to the frustrations of life, adversities of life? And they say, by prioritizing what is immortal. If you want a promotion and that's your dream, the, you're setting yourself up for, for frustration. But when it shouldn't I aim? Yeah, you can aim at it not as a, an ideal of your life, because a promotion at work doesn't mean we have been promoted spiritually. So if it has to come, it will come. You do your best and you, that's not a dream we dream on. We dream on things that are immortal because a job we have today, we don't have tomorrow. It's beyond it. Oh, dreaming of things that are material will we'll create fear and insecurity. So that's why Henry Louis says, when we have the gospel in the heart, we have courage in our conscience. So to be more courageous, we need more of the good news, more spirituality, less materialism. So when we send our kids to school, it's not about grades. We don't send them say, get good grades. We say, learn as much as you can. 
Learn as much as possible. Learn and serve. Help your teacher. Help your friends. And grades will come. Good job. You did great. But the goal is not the grade. It's the learning. It's the enjoyment of the learning. If a child, if a parent is able to teach to their children the joy of learning, they have done half of what they need to do. Because the other half is to make them dedicate their learning to God. The first half is about the joy of living, the joy of learning, because that's what life is all about. To progress, we need to learn something new. So even if you are an adult right now, do you enjoy learning? I, I guess so, because we wouldn't be here together if we didn't, right? Of course. But we need to double check the level because being excited about life, learning life, defines everything else. So you and I, I've been kindly asked by on high to boost that learning. Self-improvement will always be spontaneous and we don't need to be excessive in our discipline. And he wraps up from the beginning of the text, love is the basis of teaching. Mutual cooperation, Parents and children, mutual cooperation. Teachers and children, mutual cooperation. It's this bond of love that connects us. We want to be good parents. Love is the main element. And love for God, love for ourselves, love for the child. Everything else unfolds from there on. And then we are acquiring new habits, being kinder. Look at yourself in the mirror and visualize yourself. Kinder, more patient, less neurotic, more tolerant, more forgiving, understanding. So this is the message that Andrea Luis is giving to us today. Love is the basis of education. And in that, we're being asked to learn more and to teach more, always with love. Thank you, friends, for being here with us in this beautiful episode, another chapter of the book, The Spirit of Truth. A big hug. And... If you're asking about the exercise, I know some people are like, but yes, you forgot the exercise. Oh my gosh, rewind the tape. Zzz. Okay, exercise here for all of us. What new habit do you want to acquire? Do you want to start acquiring the next 24 hours? It doesn't need to be anything external. It can be inner, a new habit, educating ourselves with love. If you are in the profession of teachers, if you have children as parents or grandparents, love is the basis of it all. So let's reinforce it. But for all of us as adults in life, being educated by God, let's choose one thing 
that we want to generate as a new habit and thus educating ourselves with more love for ourselves as well. All right. Thank you, friends. A kiss and a hug. And tomorrow we'll be back with more The Spirit of Truth. <laughs>